Hello, and welcome back to the Electric Punch Podcast. As always, I am your host, Logan Grigsby, and we are going to have an absolutely electrifying show for you tonight. For the usual announcements, the Electric Punch Podcast stands with people of all cultural, ethnic, religious, racial, and sexual backgrounds. We believe in creating a safe and positive environment for anyone and everyone who wants to participate in our festivities. So remember, look out for, for each other. If you see something, say something. Drink more water. Be kind. Love each other. Wear layers because let me tell you it's cold i'm wearing flip-flops and negative degree temperatures and i am mad at myself so with that i have the absolute pleasure to welcome tonight's guest miss alex reyes hi i'm so happy to be here thank you thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on i super appreciate it so first off you've done work with borda productions as a promotion production manager artist relations with wakan and stuff like that what all what all kind of job titles do you have yeah so um i have worked oh, i started on the promo street team for borda and then um eventually learned how to do like day of show operations and then i wanted to learn production managing so i eventually moved into that but in regards to like dance fest i started with box mm-hmm. office moved into like artist liaison okay. artist relations you know just kind of gone from there okay so my usual usually i start this off with kind of a joke question so my joke question is if i was a worm would you still want to do this interview absolutely a giant giant six foot yeah like the one from spongebob <laughs> yeah the yes. alaskan bullworm yes exactly that's yeah absolutely i would still do it <laughs> okay so let's get started with a little bit of back a little bit of background are you a kansas city native yes mm-hmm. yes born and raised awesome Always glad to rep the Kansas City people. Okay, so uh, around kind of what year did you get into EDM and who were some of the big DJs playing at the time? Oh, let's see. I think uh, my first festival or I guess like big event that I Mm -hmm. went to was Dance Fest in 2014. Um, Honestly, don't fully remember who played that year. It was so long ago, but um, (laughs) I didn't even know like going into it what Mm -hmm. it was going to be. I knew like a rough idea of the music, but it was all just foreign, pretty felt much. That, felt that. Okay, okay. So, um, what kind of introduced you to dance music in the first place? Um. Uh, oh gosh. I mean, I don't know if anybody will get this, but you know how, like, on uh, I guess cable, they had the different random like music channels. Okay. So when I was younger, I'd always turn it to the dance music one, like not even knowing. I just, I just vibed with it. Yeah. I was just like, oh, this is cool. And so I would turn it on like while my sisters and I were cleaning the house or like whatever, just needed some background noise. Mm -hmm. And then I did not know at the time, like the prevalence that it would have for me. Uh, So it's kind of (laughs) cool. Okay, so were there any uh, big concerts or festivals that partic- in particular that made you say, wow, like, I want to be more involved in this, like, being a fan's cool, but I want to be involved, I want to be a part of this whole, this whole thing? Uh, let's see, there's not, like, well, I guess uh, Nightmare at the Granada in 2016, mm-hmm. um, I always really loved Nightmare, and so that event I went to, obviously, as a fan and just was like, wow, it'd be kind of cool to, like get involved more. I didn't know what that would entail, but I was like, I, I think I want to do that at some point. And, um, I just asked and saw what I could do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So my next question is how much sawdust do you think I could put in a rice crispy treat before somebody would notice? 
I don't know. I mean, they're pretty dry. So I think you could get away with like a 50 50 ratio as long as you still had the marshmallow fluff because yeah, it would balance you gotta it out. Got to have the sticky. There. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit uh, about your career. How long would you say you've professionally been working in the industry now? Um, let's see. The first show that I helped with was in like summer of 2016. Mm -hmm. um, so that was, that, I guess that would be the start. Um, I only did one show that summer, I think. And then I did box office for Dance Fest in 2016, but um, I just did that to earn a free ticket. I so, still hung so, out. Yeah, yeah, I still hung I, out the rest of the time. But then after that was when I really started diving in more. Absolutely. I volunteered this year, so I absolutely get the hanging yeah. out thing. <laughs> they had me posted up in VIP. I'm like, this this isn't too bad. Just chill, pick up trash. It was actually kind of sucked because everybody was so goddamn respectful that I didn't have any trash to pick up. So it's right. too bored to your time. <laughs> it's not a bad problem to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so what kind of advice would you give to somebody who was trying, looking for and trying to get into working shows and doing all stuff like that? Don't be afraid to reach out to people and be your biggest advocate. Um, all of the opportunities that I've gotten, I've, I mean, some of them have been like a shot in the dark. Like, Absolutely. hey, I want to do this. You should let me do it. Just like just really being your number one fan and putting yourself out there, even if it's not comfortable, just like the worst thing that someone's going to say is no. And Absolutely. that's OK. And even if it's a no, then it could be a yes later. So just putting yourself out there is a huge, huge thing. Absolutely. I'm all about shots in the dark here and messaging people on Facebook. Hey, do you want to get on my podcast and stuff like that? <laughs> I actually uh, emailed Shaquille O'Neal recently. So fingers crossed for that. Amazing. I'm, I'm excited if I ever get that one. I'm like, wait a second. You used to play basketball? Were you, uh, were you any good? Stuff like, like, like in high school? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you said in kind of 2014 where, when you st first started getting in music, EDM and everything like that. So were you kind of introduced like by friends into getting the idea of working? Were you kind of seeing other people work shows, get tickets and stuff like that? Or... Um, well, so when I went to Dance Fest in 2014, I, uh, a couple of friends from college, mm -hmm. they just earned free tickets through Glow FX and they're like, yeah, let's go. And let's it was free. So we're like, let's go. And so, um, that's what made me initially start going. And then I was asked to be a part of the promo street team. Um, so, uh, I was like, cool. Like I just make posts and I get free tickets. That sounds <laughs> yes. pretty sweet. Cause I was spending so much money on tickets at the time. I was like, this will be perfect. And then, uh, my partner at the time, he mm -hmm. was more involved on like the production side of stuff. And so he, um, really encouraged me to like get involved and I fell in love with it. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So you said you kind of started, started out, uh, box office volunteering and then mm -hmm. what did you kind of move up to? Uh, so for dance, are you talking about dance fest? Uh, yeah. Okay. Just so yeah, dance fest, I started in box office. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I spent several years in that box office, <laughs> me and that box office were buddies, but eventually made my way out, but yeah, box office. And then I did some like artist liaison hours. So like help them like get from their green room to stage and make sure they're there on time, pretty basic stuff. And then I did some hospitality. So just whatever needed to be done artist relation wise. Um, and then I moved into like being a runner. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would just be like a stage runner uh whenever like lollipop stage needed anything mm -hmm. and then eventually moved into production managing which is what yeah. i do now and backline but okay so being a li liaison you probably had to help artists they have 
stuff they want there, certain types of sodas, oh, yeah. foods. What are, have you ever experienced any weird requests or anything kind of oh, off the wall that people have? there's always weird requests. I feel like each artist has, um, most every artist I think has like one or two things on there that are kind of silly. I think that's just a common, mm-hmm. common thing. <laughs> okay, so... Operations and production management, how much planning, how early before Dance Fest are you already in the office talking with people? How, how uh, obviously we just, you just announced the lineup, what, a month ago? Yeah. How, how long, how much planning and how much time and what is the meetings kind of look like when you're sitting there planning? Okay, we want to try to go with this artist or we want to go with that artist. What does that kind of look like? Yeah. So I'm not really involved too much on the booking side. Mm -hmm. Like they'll ask me like, Hey, who should we book? And I'll give a couple of suggestions, but that's really Kevin and Charlie's baby. Um, me, I more so I, you know, I handle like the advancing and operations on that side. So like I uh, handle working with all of the vendors through the event. So like mm-hmm. audio, all of the CO2s, any special effects, laser, lasers, anything like that. So I'll usually start like getting quotes from people around mm-hmm. like February or so just to like put, you know, little bug in people's absolutely, ear to figure absolutely. out what's going to work the best for what I need. And then um, summer, I really dive into reaching out and um, getting in contact so with all the teams to get things rolling. About summer. So about June, July is when mm-hmm. it really starts to get busy and pick up for you. Yeah. And you get to choose the lasers. So have you ever been called the laser lady, lady of the light? I don't get to like choose that. the lasers. I just work with the vendor that supplies them. And then they, I, so yeah, we have like a team that handles like making the stage plot and everything. And then um, from that point, our laser team, they'll all send them the stage plot and then they'll place the lasers on the stage plot. So yeah, they handle all of that and they're, they're really, really good at it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, how was... The transition kind of from, I know Dance Fest used to be on the waterfront. What was kind of the transition from there to actually kind of, I forget the name is dropping me, but uh, down south, down in Lacey. And what was kind of the transition of that like? Uh, So I didn't do any of the events on the riverfront, but I did. We did Sugar Creek in between then Mm -hmm. uh, going to Wildwood Outdoor. Mm -hmm. So um, when I worked initially, it was in Sugar Creek. Um, There wasn't as much space to play with, um, but it was really straightforward. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that was really nice. It was pretty easy to manage, but um, making the transition to a much bigger space. I mean, there is so much space. So as big as Dance Fest gets, we can we can accommodate. There's so much that we're not even using on that property. So the bigger it gets, we've got the capacity at this venue. You've got ideas. You got space. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. so. Artist, artist relations with McWakon, they're mm-hmm. more newer festival. How did you kind of get involved with them? And what, what is exactly artist relations? Yeah. So, um, how I got involved with Wakan. So, um, I, uh, well, I, I've made different connections throughout the Midwest. And so one of those I've made is with Subsonics in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, Waylon is kind of the spearhead of that. And he is just an absolute amazing person. He's also, you know, one of the main people with Wakan Festival. So um, he has given me lots of opportunity. Um, so he's, he asked me before the first Wakan Fest, uh, he was at Dance Fest and we we're sitting at Lollipop stage watching Lucy perform. And he's like, do you want to work with Con Festival in a couple of weeks? And I was just <laughs> like... Sure. I, I mean, yeah, I would love to, like, are you serious? That's not even a question. And so it was super last minute, but, um, that, I mean, 
the biggest the past two years at WakanFest, I've kind of floated around. Um, I'm, I was hired on for artist relations, mm-hmm. but pretty much bounced wherever they needed me Obviously to go. Obviously got a lot of skills and experience. Yeah, yeah. So like if merch needed some help counting, I'd go to merch. Or like this year for Wakan Festival, I was hired for VIP gold. So like I packed all the gold packages and rolled the posters yeah. and it was a good time, but um, ended up helping more with artist relations whenever they needed it too. So... Okay, so for somebody who's been in the scene for so long, about 2014, you say, how have you kind of seen EDM grow and change and the local scene kind of grow and change? Hmm, that's a good question. So I think, I mean, it's definitely gotten bigger, that's for sure. I think it's gotten a lot more diverse too, which is freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's needed that, absolutely. Um, I think that... I think that as a whole, like the vibes have gotten better. I think it's, I mean, it depends on who you ask. I know some people um, think that maybe the vibes haven't gotten so much better because of the size getting bigger. Yeah, but some, some people like to be haters over, they like to feel like they're a part of an underground thing. And once it's not underground, it's not cool anymore. Yeah. It's like, come on, and I people mean, are getting successful. You should be happy for them. Exactly. And the other thing too, is like, I feel like most everyone at a certain point, like, being involved you kind of get like a little ego about you i know i did for a little bit and so i think that as we keep rolling in like new i guess generations of little baby ravers like you know you've got like the crowds that in waves that have their ego attached still Mm -hmm. but i mean ultimately we're all here for the love of the music and so i think that that energy has stayed consistent even as the scene's gotten bigger absolutely absolutely So what are some of the biggest positives that you see in the scene and kind of what are some negatives that you'd like to see kind of go away? I mean, negatives would be being so clicky. We could all just work together and uh, make things awesome. Um, But I know that's obviously way easier said than done. Um, Positives. There's so many positives. I love how many production companies and like promotion companies have come up. I think it's amazing for the development in Kansas City. Like it's crazy diverse here there's something for absolutely anyone and that's awesome like any given week really like there's something for everyone and that's really cool Mm -hmm. okay so speaking i guess a little bit about clickiness what what is kind of your favorite subgenre of music and what one would you like to see be given more attention or focus kind of in the Kansas city area um, well, I love drum and bass. I think drum and bass has started getting oh, a lot of recognition. Yeah. And so I just, I want that to keep up. It's just so good. It's so yummy. It's just, uh, I just want to devour it, you know? Um, but I think, I don't know. I don't think people are so shy from learning and diving into subgenres now. I think that people are a lot more open as Absolutely. a whole, even if they're fresh coming in. I like, obviously, I don't know, like at least for me, like dubstep is always going to hold like a massive place in my heart, no matter what I was a little dubstep baby, but like. I think that the new crowd's being trained well in terms of understanding that house is a good foundation, like techno is a good foundation, Absolutely. like all of it's important. Absolutely. Okay, so you're kind of working on the Yellow Brick Road tour a lot. I a don't. don't I, I Well, so I'm going to be one of the judges at a few of okay. the stops, but um, that is Eric Noble's baby. He mm-hmm. routes it. He sets it all up. I mean, he really, really handles that and makes it as great as it is. I mean, he's incredible. So yeah, he handles all of that. Um, I'm just going to pop out every now and again, meet some people, judge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited. I wanted to do that this past year, but it just didn't work out. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, this year I'm definitely going to be more involved. So are you going to be kind of more in the Midwest or are you going to be pretty much every stop on the way there? Not every stop. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to pop out wherever Eric needs me. Mm -hmm. I told him, you know, 
just let me know and I'll figure out what dates will work. So, Absolutely. yeah. So obviously you guys just announced the announced the lineup. Who are, who are some of the people you're more excited for and who do you think are going to be some surprise bangers that people aren't going to be expecting? Oh gosh. So, uh, I mean, I'm going to sound basic. I'm excited for excision. I mean, excision has not played dance fest for years mm-hmm. and i i don't know i think it's really excited freaking that cool that we're gonna jump, have big jump in production yeah, like from i'm last so excited yeah i'm excited to work with that team i'm excited to just like see how excisions team and dance fest just like correlate and make a beautiful festival baby for everyone oh, yeah. you know like it'll be so cool <laughs> and then yeah like like i said uh who do you think are gonna kind of people par- already announced but people probably don't give them enough attention but are gonna be really off the charts Ooh, that's a hard one mm, i honestly don't have a good answer for that <laughs> okay. um so some people call dance vest uh little lost lands <laughs> how do you think that name kind of fits and applies and do you think that's kind of a good thing or of a bad thing and do you think a dinosaur may appear now that Excision is going to be at the fest this year? I mean, I just might wear a freaking dinosaur <laughs> outfit for funsies. I mean, why not? You know, like, why not embody that? It's part of it. But I'm, I don't think, I don't think it's a bad thing. People are calling it mini Lost Lands. Like, I think it's funny because Dance Fest has been around longer and like has had heavy lineups like this previously so i'm like okay it's kind of funny but you know if you don't know of dance fest i mean lost lands obviously is a much larger caliber so mm-hmm, i could understand why people compare it in that way but i think it'll be really cool to have a more intimate quote-unquote mini lost lands you know especially here in kansas city like that's just kind of badass <laughs> absolutely absolutely Okay, so being a promotions team manager, what does that look like promoting for such a large festival at this point? Yeah, so for um, I don't do so much with promo team managing anymore, but Mm -hmm. it was really just keeping um, the promo team and making sure everyone's doing their tasks and um, holding it together on that side. But that's more so those responsibilities have been passed for the most part. Um, But that was really cool to do because I did get to meet a lot of people in the scene um, when I wasn't so active in going out to shows. So it was kind of like a good way to still stay connected without being out all the time. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so I recorded an episode called the Music Festival Survival Guide. It kind of covered the basics of surviving a festival, but what are some tips or tricks you would recommend to people that you might not think of to survive survive of somebody's first music festival? Um, well, I more so have one like not to do. Granola bars are not your friend. I feel like everybody <laughs> always get. They're like, yeah, somebody get some granola bars. They are dry as shit. Yeah. You're like no amount of water is going to quench the dryness in your mouth when you're trying to eat a freaking granola bar and then you're going to go to a vendor booth anyways and go grab a smoothie. <laughs> like it is what it is. Um other than that, I mean, I don't know. I'm very like minimal whenever I go to festivals like if like Electric Forest, I've mm-hmm. straight up gone to Electric Forest multiple times by myself just slept in my car and kept it as simple as that. My clothes were just thrown all around my trunk and I was I, I didn't even look up at the, like at the lineup that year. I just went and was like, I'm going and I'm going to walk around and just embody this. And that's yeah. what I did. <laughs> I don't know. So maybe like it's not so much a survival thing, but I think that everybody should go to a festival like by yourself and not look at the lineup and just like mm-hmm. see where you go, like vibe with it. OK, so you've worked for Aura, the Riot Room, some some clubs like that. What are some of the big differences between for 
working with a big music festival and then working at a club or a local venue? Um, uh, I think with at least with how uh, I would have shows handled for like Riot Room, Riot Room was very involved where like I was doing transpo, I was doing hospitality, I was handling day of show ops, I was checking in at the front to do like box office mm-hmm. admin stuff. Like, like it was a lot, I was doing all of these things. So it was just, depth. yeah, very, very go, 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 go. Like I never had a dull moment at an event I worked at the Riot Room or uh, whenever I did stuff there, it was more so I think like, I mean, helping with hospitality, making sure the artist got to stage on time. Occasionally, I would set up at the beginning um, if needed, do a sound check. But yeah, it was a lot more. That was a little more laid back. And then like festival wise, like at least on the production managing side of things, like my work's done pre-festival. So like Mm -hmm. I'm really there and I do help with whatever's needed. But like it's more so all the pre-work that I did and just making sure like hey, that's how this is supposed to go moving forward. Like you guys need to follow my roadmap. So it's it's still involved and I'm still running around doing stuff, but it's it's more relaxed once the festival starts, at least on the PM side. Absolutely, absolutely. So when going and booking, booking uh, obviously vendors, stuff like that, mm-hmm. how do you know somebody's going to be a good fit? And have you ever like kind of done some uh, research and been like, eh, these might not be the best people for, for our, uh, for our more words. I can't remember, uh, for our, like for our image. Um, so most like the production team that we work with rods FX, they've mm-hmm. done every single dance fest. So that relationship has been golden. Yeah. Solidified that it is what it is. Um, we, uh, used to work let's see so we bring in pks for main stage for dance fest mm-hmm. well we found the vendor we use logic systems we found that vendor because um our stage manager at dance fest he works for pk so since pk went more like vendor routes where they have like different people that house their equipment as opposed to renting their own out now um we found them through there so i mean it was just an easy like oh that's a trusted person like whatever um so yeah most of like the vendors that i've worked with it's it's all people that have been consistently with dance fest it's um i think this past year we used um a different um couple of vjs which they were absolutely incredible um but that again was a recommendation from the stage manager so with who we have on board like as the core group Mm -hmm. with how involved we all are we're able to put in a good word of who who is going to be best it's not so much searching it's more so like yeah i know this person that would be really good for it and then we rock with it absolutely so tell me i guess a little bit about the team how many people come together I guess to put dance dance fest together and kind of what what is it what do they look like and do you have anybody you kind of want to give shouts out to? Oh my gosh, it's it's just a family thing. It's a big family <laughs> thing. So Kevin and Doug Bordagon owners, um, they're amazing. Their wives Neely and Piper, um, Neely and Piper really spear. Oh, Piper more so spearheads like vendors, so she'll handle everything with like craft and food vendors, and then Neely um, handles all of like hospitality artist relations. Um, she's amazing at that um charlie charlie handles i mean charlie handles like everything that man is everywhere all the time doing like ticketing box office um marketing still like like literally everything helping manage the media team like like he's doing all kinds of things so it's with dance fest being the size that it is it is Mm -hmm. actually incredible when you break it down seeing like who's that core group really holding it together it's crazy absolutely it's crazy especially like whenever i go to work con festival like there's so many more people and it's like about the same size Mm -hmm. 
So it's pretty crazy. Just a difference. (laughs) Okay. So what are some things that you think make Dance Fest unique compared to some other festivals? Yeah, I think um, the venue, I think that it's really special, especially given the area. It's super wooded. There's lots of availability for like we could do the car camping. We're able to do forest camping or field camping. So like there's so many different options on that front of like what what are you most comfortable in or where do you want to be? And again, just being so much room to play with. I mean, there's endless opportunity to make things crazier there. It's just it's awesome. Okay. So I know you mentioned earlier the hate for granola. Um, I obvi- I have a big problem. Where I'll buy two, three hundred dollars worth of groceries and then I'll eat at vendors the entire time. But what are some of your your favorite food vendors? And I don't know if you're allowed to say this, but what are some food vendors we maybe want to avoid? Oh, ones you want to avoid? Uh, I haven't seen any. I think ever that I've wanted to avoid. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I just wasn't like feeling it at the time. Um, spicy pie is always a fan favorite. Um, or I really like Meltdown. Meltdown's super good. Um, cheesy Streets Fire, cheesy of street. course. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I am the type of person that's, eat, that's stoned eating the bag of cheese over the sink <laughs> at three in the morning. So anything cheesy's got anything me right cheese. there. Oh yeah, yeah. Any of those super good um, hippie dips. I think, yeah, hippie dips is good. I mean, I can really, I don't know, I can find anything anywhere, um, but there's times where just a smoothie hits. So I find Absolutely. somewhere to get a smoothie and I'm good. Like forest, anytime I go, I'm pretty much living off of smoothies and occasionally I'll get some spicy pie pizza like <laughs> here and there. Pie. I love it. That's it. <laughs> Okay, so what do you feel are some of the more rewarding parts of your career? Um, uh, gosh, I mean, getting to just like hang out with artists that I work with and I like, I, I love meeting. I mean, I've met a lot of artists at this point and it's still cool to like hang out with them and stuff, but I get more excited now meeting like the industry professionals behind the artists. That really like gets me more excited now. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess on the opposite of end of that, what is kind of the more stressful parts? Um, I guess the more stressful parts, it's not so common anymore, but occasionally mm-hmm. like occasionally there's teams that aren't too keen on like a girl doing something that's not so common anymore yeah but but for a little bit there were Mm -hmm. times where like i'd show up to a venue and like i have all my stuff listed as alex so you don't know that i'm alexandra until you you get there yeah (laughs) Yeah, and so people would like show up to the granada for a load-in and they'd be like oh yeah i need to find alex i'm like oh yeah that's me and then they're like no really you're oh well they they, it's like a oh and then they go or like i for dance fest would call different like managers or tms and be like oh hey like i've got a question about this if they weren't replying or mm-hmm. something and then they're like oh like okay you're alex okay and it's like a like maybe they thought i was a boy mm-hmm. <laughs> at first um so i wouldn't say that's stressful um and like i said it's not so common um but maybe also like working with um more demanding teams but i say I say stressful lightly, like I know that they just want the most perfect show Absolutely. for their artists. So it's 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 not a bad stress mm-hmm. and it's always so worth it once they are up on stage performing and I'm like, hell yeah, like this is beautiful and it's exactly how they wanted it. And uh, then that stress was just like absolutely worth it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So do you ever get nervous and have you ever kind of felt starstruck meeting an artist or a certain production team members before? 
Yes, there have been times where I've been a little shy. Like when Dead Mouse's team was here for mm-hmm. Dance Fest, I really wanted to say hi to Schroeder and I could not. Um, she's right there, right in front of me, and I just kept staring at him. And I, I had to, I ran, to, I ran to front of house, and I was like, I'm just gonna hang out right here. Like I really wanted to say hi, but I just couldn't. Um, that doesn't happen very often, but yeah it's occasionally mm-hmm. so uh i guess then how have kind of your feelings of confidence changed from getting started to now i'm sure at first it was probably starstruck every every other every other artist now it's probably a little bit more common common to you right yeah yeah so um let's see i think Initially, when I started, I would get excited. I'd still maintain like a good demeanor, but like, okay, like when I picked up Eptic from the airport several years ago, Mm -hmm. like I am not shitting you. I screamed the whole way there because I (laughs) I love Eptic. Eptic's production and like his art and just everything is so, it's just so yummy. It's so good. And uh, I, I never, I didn't think I would meet him, but he played or whatever so yeah i screened the whole way to the airport and then uh, picked him up everything was cool took him to sound check um you know shot shit with him he's super cool but um but yeah there's there's times where i get a little a little shy but it's definitely uh, being involved has helped me like grow a backbone um it's helped me speak up for myself a lot more it's helped me be more confident in um backing up what i have to say uh and not questioning myself so much i just i have to really stick behind my word and absolutely, stick behind what I've, what I've planned out and be like, no, this is how this is. You're not gonna, mm-hmm. you know, like you're not gonna mm-hmm. tell me otherwise is what the email said. And then occasionally people like look through emails trying to find a fault. And then they're like, oh, <laughs> just kidding. Reading she was right. Print. And then they walk away and I'm like, yes. <laughs> okay. So who, um, have you ever had, um, who are some of your favorites? Uh, throughout the years that were probably some of their favorite sets that you've seen? I mean, uh, just last week, Taboo's freaking tour. Oh, oh my yeah. God, that set. I, I, I did the stop in Kansas City and then I went to Omaha and I watched this set there and so good, so good. I begged him to record it for me. Mm-hmm. He said no, but I tried. <laughs> yeah, I tried. Um, that was such a good set. Um, let's see, what was it? Trampa, B2B Schism. I mean, I know Trampa's kind of some dicey stuff right now, but years ago at Dance Fest, Mm -hmm. that was one set that I made sure I got to watch and I was flipping my shit the entire time. Like there there are videos somewhere of me just, I threw down my walkie talkie (laughs) and I was like, we're going in on this shit right now. Like this is the set I wanted and needed. Um, Yeah. So um, obviously work always has to come first when, when you're at a festival, working a festival, have you ever been kind of disappointed that you had to go run, run an emergency errand or anything like that? No, never. Um, like at Wakan Festival, I had like a little bit of downtime since I wasn't needed um, until like a little bit later, a couple of days. And like, I got to hang out with um, the agents with AB Touring that I work for. And so that was cool getting to like hang out with them and hang out with some of the artists on the roster. But I, anytime I was like, Hey guys, like if you need me walking me, if you need me, text me, call me like whatever, I'm always Mm -hmm. happy to drop whatever I'm doing and go help. Like that's what I'm there for. And that's what I love doing. Like, you know, I easily could go to a con festival just as like, a guest and hang out and have a good time, but I, w- I love working it. It's Absolutely. so fun. It's a, I'm sure it gives you a whole another perspective on how everything runs and yeah. everything. And that's gotta be a yeah. great feeling. 
Um, so what do you guys kind of do to celebrate after uh, work uh, dance fest goes successful? Obviously, let's year year a setup build up, and then it's a whole week of of kind of partying, uh, and then obviously pick up clean up and all that i don't even know how long that goes i assure i'm I'm assuming at least a few days but yeah what do you guys do do to celebrate and like hell yeah we did we did this kick-ass thing like everything went well yeah um usually like when dance fest is going um we all each each night it's not like exact or like planned but Mm -hmm. usually we kind of end up like once things are chilled out and done we'll end up in the production office and just hang out and talk and just like you know just hang out with each other, have a good time. Um, at least for me, after the main stage is done mm-hmm. at the last night, I will go and grab a bottle of champagne. I'll pop it and I will drink it with my stage hands oh, and be like, yeah. yeah, guys, like we did it and just have a good time. And um, so that's super fun. But um, then, I mean, for like Borda, Borda has another festival a couple weeks later called mm-hmm. Firewater. And so like oh. they go straight from Dance yeah, Fest into doing Firewater. Oh, yeah, man. I don't do Firewater, but because um, it's usually like around the same time mm-hmm. as Wakan Fest. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, they go straight from that into doing Firewater. So Okay, so like I kind of just said, uh, Dance Fest is a week now, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a new adjustment. It's Monday through, or yeah, Sunday. Monday Monday through Monday, technically, kind of. Yeah, Um, yeah. So kind of when do you get there and how do you kind of manage being there for basically a whole week? It's not so bad. Um, So, I mean, I'm really just keeping up with emails, making sure everything Mm -hmm. with like build and stuff's going well, making sure my vendors get everything loaded in dropped off yeah make sure they're all you know taken care of um so i usually start popping in like monday i'll go there for a few hours make sure everything's set up well and then i'll go back home and then come back on tuesday and then sometimes i'll start staying on tuesday but if not then i definitely stay on wednesday um but i i'll pop in there whenever depending on when we're doing build and stuff yeah and then yeah so how do you manage to maintain energy for for a whole week? I know I usually go Thursday through Sunday, and I'm dead and crying in my tent by Saturday, calling, trying to call my mom to pick me up. How do you manage to maintain maintain good energy and make sure you're going to be good the entire entire time? Um, surprisingly, so I don't drink any caffeine until like if at all. Um, but the, let's see. So two years ago, I drank no caffeine that whole week. Um, just really, I, I, I snuck in naps whenever I could, whether it was like under the stage or in the cabin or wherever, I would just sneak in naps where I could. This year, I had to live off naps because the um, load-ins and load-outs were a little more demanding this year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my stage manager and I like took turns like taking naps and just kind of swapping so we could make sure that we weren't dead. Um, and I did drink a little caffeine like the last day. But I think for me, um, cutting out caffeine has helped a lot and it makes me operate a little bit better and clear headed and doesn't make me so tired because there's not that like caffeine crash. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I feel that a lot. I mm. actually don't drink coffee for the same reason. Mm-hmm. I, don't I like mean, as crash. I'm sitting here drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like to, I've, I've always read this thing where they say, if you drink coffee or caffeine so much, you don't even get a high anymore. You're just dealing with caffeine withdrawal. So I'm like, mm-hmm. if I really need a Red Bull, I'll drink a Red Bull. But like, that's like a one, once in a great while. Thing. Yeah. I used to 
pound like Red Bulls all weekend at Dance Fest. Like, cause there's always an energy drink, like sponsor of some sort at Dance Fest, whether it was Rockstar or it was Red Bull. And there were a couple of years that I would literally like back and forth, always have either a sugar-free or a regular Red Bull in my hand. And I have no idea how like, I didn't have like heart palpitations and like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> So going in the future forward in the future, what is a uh, festival that would be an absolute dream for you to work? I would love to work Electric Forest in whatever capacity. I would absolutely love that. Lost Lands, I would like to work, but at the same time, I love just going. Mm -hmm. It's just such a cool festival to go to and to experience as a guest. So I would like to work it, but also at the same time, it's like I feel like I need one constant festival that I just get to like go to and have a good Mm -hmm. time. So have you ever worked any kind of smaller scale, more local backwoods festivals before? Mm-mm, nope. Okay. 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 So you also work with a touring company a little bit. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that? How did you get involved and how did you get involved in that? Absolutely. So I work with AB Touring, Artist-Based Touring. Um, they are an agency, so they mm-hmm. handle bookings for um, a lot of artists like Taboo, Toadface that were just here, Figure Ill Gates. I mean, there's a really fat roster. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, work for Alex and Brian. They're the owners and you know core agents um, mm-hmm. for the agency. I'm their sidekick. I'm the little Robin <laughs> to their Batman. Um, they are fabulous. I have been close with um, Brian Severino for a few years. I met him a few years back. Um, and he has just always been like a super supportive, like ride or die person, just wants to see people around him do well. He's a loyal guy. So is Alex. Um, and so they uh, had asked me a few months back, like, mm-hmm. Hey, would you, would you be interested in like working with us? Which that was also a kind of a thing when they first started AB touring, I was like, Hey, shameless plug. You guys ever want anybody you want to expand your team let me know so again that's an opportunity i got by just pretty much asking like yeah. which at the time they didn't need me but then now now Eventually, they now they yeah. do yeah now they do it so that's cool um so yeah i've been working with them since august and yeah they're the absolute best so what are some of the major differences between working more production and then working with a touring agency? Yeah, so for AB Touring, it's more like admin, um, following up on emails. It's a, it's just a lot more that way. Um, I mean, I guess with production managing, it's also a lot of emails and logistics, but um, I guess more logistics in comparison mm-hmm. to more admin stuff, at least for right now, um, while I still learn more about the workings of the agency side. Absolutely. So obviously a lot of computer work. What's your words per minute? What's my words per minute? I honestly couldn't tell you. And I'm also like really bad at typing given the day. Like I, I don't know. I'm a mess. (laughs) So how do you feel like your uh, experience uh, working uh, festivals and stuff like that kind of help you work, 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 work with touring? Um, uh, I mean, I think I have uh, the thing with like me, Alex and Brian is we have different um, backgrounds from the music industry. Like Brian had a promotion company Mm -hmm. in St. Louis. And so he like threw events and then Alex was an artist himself. And then me, I do more like production side of stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of cool coming together and like having the different sides and being able to like piece different parts together as a group and um, Captain Planet in a way everybody's got their own elements. Exactly. And like we each can tell each other different perspectives given um 
given our side of where we came from. Absolutely. So So say I were to give you $50,000 to build your career right now. I'm not Mr. B, so I can't, I'm sorry. (laughs) But what, where, and what do you kind of think you would do with that money to kind of build up your image and build, build up uh, your brand? For me, I, uh, I don't think that that would like for music industry work. I don't think that that would benefit me right now. Right now I'm more diving into learning more about different areas and like, that's more so networking based and Mm -hmm. like experience based. So I don't, I don't think right now any like financial investment would do much for me. Um, aside from just like sit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so say you were to help set up production for a benefit concert. What kind of charitable cause or benefit would be most prevalent to you? Hmm. I think anything related to children with illnesses. Um, I have a soft spot for children. I don't want any of my own, but it's just like... Uh, like my mom, her, one of her close friends just had her, I, oh gosh, I think she was 12, 12 or 14 year old daughter pass away from cancer. And like, it's just like, I, I don't know, that just like hits me to my core. So oh, anything man. to like benefit, to help like children with illnesses and their families that maybe lost their child to a certain illness, like that would, that would be something I'd love to do. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, so what are some of the more stressful and less stressful parts of working for the touring company? Um, right now, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, there's mm-hmm. not, um, I mean, my most stressful thing is whenever I log in and I have a bunch of contracts to send out on mm-hmm. my sheet. But I mean, for the most part, like that hasn't, I mean, the, we did the taboo tour. So like that was a lot of contracts to send out. Um, but for the most part, I mean, I haven't found the agency work to be stressful as of yet. I'm sure eventually it'll hit a point where we've got a lot more Mm -hmm. bigger artists and just a bigger roster in general. Um, but right now, I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty straightforward. Absolutely. Okay. So now let's talk a little bit about the future. What, uh, what do you kind of see that involving what do you how do you kind of see your career evolving in the next five years um i would love to tour manage that's something Mm -hmm. that i've put on uh, alex and brian's radar i mean on everybody's radar i'm like i would love to tour manage i absolutely want to do it i've always been interested in it and i Mm -hmm. know i would be badass at it um so that is something that i would love to do and um i don't know if that would be something i want to do all year round or like a couple times or what it would be but i I think i will fall in love with that once i get to do it absolutely um so that's one thing i haven't decided if i want to eventually become an agent Mm -hmm. um that is a route i could go i'm not so much into management um i'm more interested in the agency side of things so management wouldn't be something that i would i mean maybe if like there was a right artist that I really, really, really believed in Mm -hmm. them. And like, then I might, you know, bend my current thought process, but I am more so interested in like routing tours and booking and all of that. Do you have any absolute dream tours that you would love to book for anything? Yeah. Up there, top, top three, you'd want to be a part of? Mm, Not, not off the top of my head. Not right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, How do you kind of see EDM evolving in the next five years or so? I mean, I think it's just going to keep getting bigger. I mean, I know that um, Kansas City itself Mm -hmm. has, you know, gotten a couple more festivals 
um, like electronic based festivals, which is super cool. It just keeps developing the area and like the scene. Um, Kansas City is pretty cool when it comes to our development. And I'm excited to see like how it keeps going since at, I mean, at the current rate, it is crazy how mm. much we have going on here, considering we're not like like a base capital per se, you know, like we we still have a lot of stuff going on as if we're like on that path. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. So how do you kind of see your uh, career with uh, the touring agency evolving? Um, like I said, I could either, uh, you know, go into being an agent or I could keep spearheading like logistics and admin side. So it really just depends. Um, but yeah, eventually I would, even if I'm still like, you know, their sidekick, which I, I do love being their little sidekick. Um, even if that leads into me like helping them route the tours and like diving in more into like their responsibilities, like I think I would love that too. So it's really right now just getting a feel for where I do want to go. But I have, you know, a million different routes that I, I could do, which is absolutely, cool. Absolutely. And then I know you probably can't tell Dance Fest secrets like that, but how do you kind of see Dance Fest, a Dance Fest evolving in the next kind of five years? Oh gosh. I mean, uh, I always just want to see it get bigger. I want to every single stage. I want a bigger stage. I want lollipop stage to be as big as the main stage. Like oh I, yeah, God, okay. like that's what I want. I mean, I do like how intimate the lollipop stage is. Mm -hmm. It's very nice and it's cool and it's vibey, but like I would love to have like two, you know, mm -hmm. two big stages would be so cool. Especially since like the artists that are on lollipop stage, like are, are, they're also up there. Like there's some badass, Absolutely. like big artists Absolutely. on the lollipop stage that could be also on main stage. So I would love for lollipop stage to get bigger. That, that would be my ask, my want. <laughs> okay. So you've worked with Wakanda now, Wakanda now for a couple of years. They're only fairly new festival. I think they're only around five, five or so years. How have you seen them kind of grow and build and how do you can see, how do you see their kind them continuing to go and grow and build? Absolutely. So yeah, Wakanfest just had its second year. Um, it would have been third, but COVID, of course. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, uh, honestly, like even the first year, it was really impressive, like how well everything was organized and ran like it. I, I mean, it. Uh, Martin came to like the main cabin where a lot of us were staying um, when he got there before the festival started. And he was just like, guys, this is absolutely beautiful. Like, he took a drive around and was just like every everything's perfect and the vibes were on point everything stage wise was good like it was just good all around um i mean obviously with anything there's always improvements to be made but considering Absolutely. it was a first year festival like insane and then this year also went really really well so i mean i don't know i don't know where wakan could go like there's also like there's always always things to improve but it, like the things that need improved there are like very minor things or things that were just out of everybody's control so mm -hmm. like i am excited to see how it grows from here on out but i i can't even think about what yeah. would need to be done like it's gorgeous it's just so well ran it's just so good <laughs> so and so what do you kind of think it takes to develop a good act or brand and uh develop that with longevity in mind i mean obviously the the basis in why you know everybody's everybody's involved is the music so having good music that connects with your people your fan base but also having like your brand be uh authentically yourself mm -hmm. i think an artist that's relatable an artist that is involved with their fans is 
crucial and what really helps people like level up, you know, like, you know, we were talking kind of earlier, like Subtronics, like, I mean, he is so connected with his fans, like even as he's gotten as big as he has, like he still maintains that relationship with his fans, like Taboo. I mean, his whole tour after he gets done, he, he holds the venue so he can just meet his fans afterward. Like it's, it's that stuff that separates different artists from the next. And I think that those things are crucial in leveling up an artist Mm -hmm. for sure. And it's how you build an actual fan base of, I feel people that actually care about you and your brand exactly just a bunch of people oh yeah it's music school but are ready ready to drop you a second that something you drop one bad song or something like that right exactly yeah it's just much more personal like and then and then you can relate to them more i don't know it, it's just it all goes down to like it makes your fan base feel more special which they should feel special like you're giving them a level of support and like they're they're what's helping you keep going like they're a crucial part of it obviously you can make good music but you can have like no fan base to your good music absolutely you've got to have both i've i've i think i've gotten in that a few times at networking you can have the best music out there but if you don't have any way to get it out there mm-hmm. nobody's gonna listen to it yeah all right so i do think we're kind of running a bit on time so i'd like to thank you for coming out is there anything else that you think we could we could shoot shoot about or do you have anybody you want to give shouts out to or anything uh coming up that you want to shout out oh i I just want to shout out like the ab team brian and alex are like my heart and my soul they're just always looking out for me so is waylon in oklahoma he's always looking out for me just a true homie ride or die Mm -hmm. freaking love all of them and then of course everybody with borda that have i mean given me every opportunity up to this point i mean they've they've been a crucial part in like letting me learn and letting me grow all right that's badass i would like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on uh i know uh it's not easy we've had crazy arctic weather crazy stuff like that (laughs) so i first off want to thank you for first off braving that dangerous weather um and yeah just for taking time time come on being a kick-ass guest oh thank you so much for having me i appreciate it and with that uh thank you uh can city for listening um remember like ratings like subscriptions are super appreciated tell your mom tell your friends tell your brothers tell your sisters tell anybody you know and you guys have a good safe wonderful christmas and a happy new year